On today's episode of Never Ending Season, the tribe? The tribe is back. Maybe. Possibly. I'm not sure. Uh, the Miami Heat are going to make a deep, deep, deep playoff run. You just you heard it here first. And um, the Browns are just riddled with injury. I don't know what to do here. And uh, also, we didn't talk about last podcast. Jared Goff has a pitching course at his house in Los Angeles. It doesn't That doesn't scream rich white guy. I don't know what does. And then we're also going to go through our top 12 fantasy running backs. Hello and welcome back to another episode, again, of Never Ending Season with your boys Ike and Jeeves, and this time it's just Ike and Jeeves. What's up, man? We're on a roll, man. Two episodes in a week. Two episodes in a week, and then plus th- another intro. Like we had three intros. Yeah. We just did an intro, and then it just didn't work. I'm just not the producer I thought I was, and I just need to up hey, my man. game. It takes time. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes three to make things implode. So we can't have three people on the same show unless they're everyone's on a Zoom call. <laughs> we'll get there one of these days wait just, so how are you and edith gonna start a podcast yeah I th- like she wants to so like we're going to like i have someone working on the art and like the music and all that good stuff and the, like that she's supposed to work on like what we're gonna talk about and she's just like keeps asking me like what are we gonna talk about what are we gonna talk about i'm like i don't know this is your thing like, what do you want to talk about but i mean like will it work like with the oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've I've oh. I've done it with this. It's just the problem oh, okay. was me trying to record us and you while hearing you at the same time. Okay. You know because I, I could hear you. We I think it's just we needed one more pair of headphones because like uh-huh. the Xbox headphones. I had this issue. That's why I originally got these headphones because the Xbox headphones have a microphone on them, so then mm-hmm. it automatically takes over as like the microphone, and it's just no bueno. No bueno. All the inputs and outputs. And inputs like. and outputs and screens and stuff. I'm like, I just, yeah. And cameras and, <laughs> and HDMIs Whoa. and auxes hey. and whatnot. I just don't get it. Hey, it, brother. This is why Slow I want to get that there. one awesome studio. That little, uh, remember that? What is it called? The, 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 the roadcaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. $600, but I want it. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe if we get a little roll, maybe I'll get it. <laughs> enough ads you know oh yeah we just did an ad too look at us <laughs> we have officially made 37 cents so we're getting there we're getting toward that, uh, that roadcaster <laughs> but anyway welcome a little bit back. longer a little bit longer i can quit my job yeah maybe you know if we make 37 cents every two days by the end of every two days so there's 365 days a year correct 365 divided by two all right so every two days we make 100 and 182 cents or no wait 182 times 37 that's 6,752 cents per year divided by 100 we can make 67 dollars in one year if we keep on this pace we're on pace to make 67 dollars this year better whoa i don't want the i don't want the irs to hear about this we might oh, we might have to pay pay some more in taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, welcome back to another episode. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, my goodness. The Indians are on a six-game win streak, well, but it's about they to were. end. It's over now. <laughs> and it's over. And the Indians are 6-1 and one in the last seven games. Can't have anything nice around here. I, I saw McNeil tweeted, I, I hope that dinner was really good, Clev. Yeah, right. Because what? Who? act just gave up ten runs or whatever it was. Plutko did. Plutko, yeah, he stinks. Yeah, so he like doesn't even really. It, he's not. Wait, hold on. It's Cookie, Clev, Bieber, act Is Plutko the fifth usually? I'm. A, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say yeah, Plutko, he's still. the fifth. Well, now he's the third. He just got thrust into oh, that role. Yeah. yeah. Well, before the Indians just lost, let me just recalculate my stats they were a half game back of the twins now they are a full game back of the twins the indians are 16 and 10 but but the astros are 15 and 10 so fuck uh, so the cheaters are still behind us and really in that grand scheme of things like the indians may be second in their division or yeah in their yes division but in the in like the grand scheme of the mob like the league leader is 19 and 8 so we're not we're not looking too bad, right? We're, we're getting there. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the Dodgers, right? Yes, the Dodgers. Yeah. Ugh. The Dodgers. They're going to get Frankie. I think the Yankees are going to get Frankie. I hope no one gets Frankie. <laughs> I hope the Indians get Frankie. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, so, yeah, that's baseball talk. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Malfaro, you're welcome. Go. Baseball talk. Um. <laughs> I made a, a very grand statement to uh, to open the show that the Miami Heat are going to make a d- d- deep deep playoff run. Uh, what do you how do you feel about that? I'm just you know I don't I really don't hate it because next round they're going to be playing the Bucks. Oh yeah, and like the Bucks have looked vulnerable, and I mean Butler, like they're just solid all around. They a lot of their guys like can guard like three or four positions, so they can like switch on pick and rolls a lot. And, I mean, if Duncan Robinson keeps shooting how he's shooting, like, he went, in the game they won yesterday, he went 7 for 8 from 3 and scored 24. That's insane. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate one of the deepest teams for sure. And Hero coming off the bench, like, uh, Bam Adebayo is, like, one of the more underrated players in the league, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they've got their star, well, quote-unquote, like, their their demi demi star in Jimmy Butler is just one of those guys, and then Goran Dragic, Goran Dragic, Dragic, is one of those another one of those guys who's not quite like at the superstar like tier, but he's he's a very yeah, good player. He's solid. And like yeah. you said, Duncan Robinson stepping up, and they got. I don't I don't want to say the most electrifying most electrifying, but arguably like one of the more most productive rookies in Tyler Hero, and then they on yeah. eh, Andre Iguodala who's Sixth man slash seventh man behind uh, Hero. And then that dickhead, Kelly Olenek. Yeah, well, plus, uh, they has Kendrick Nunn been playing? Uh, I, I So I cut off the picture right after the last person that logged minutes. Okay, I guess he got benched by the coach. But I thought he was having a solid rookie season. Maybe. And I don't know what's going on there. But, um... He, I, yeah, I mean, plus they have him. Plus this off season, they can they can sign two max guys. Like if they do some, I know they're close to enough cap to sign two max guys. And um, Giannis, well, I think I, that would be I next. I don't think off Giannis season. is going anywhere. But 
if Giannis were to go somewhere, I think Miami would be like one of the main suitors or uh, or Dallas. That that's a dream for me. But um, go have him play with Luca and they would be unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, Giannis' contract's up in 2021. I think. Yeah, I think they're one of the more underrated teams, and I could definitely see. I could see them. I think I could see them making the Eastern Conference Finals, and then I would probably pick. It's as crazy as this sounds. I I would pick Toronto or Boston over them. Toronto is like so good still because their coach is amazing and their system's amazing. Um, but yeah, I could see them making the conference finals, which I think would shock a lot of people. Listen, the Miami Heat are going to the NBA Finals. Oh, baby. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's going to put the team on his back along with Tyler Hero. And and you know what? Well, no, that was something different. But, uh, yeah, that's what I think. But another thing that I, I didn't realize Udonis ha- – or not – oh, my God. Oh, my God. Woof. There's someone oh, breaking woofers. into my house. Oh, my God, we're woofing. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that Hassan Whiteside was on the Blazers. Oh, yeah. When did he go to the Blazers? This offseason, they uh, traded – who was part of that trade? Oh, I'm pretty sure they traded him for oh, – I can't I think of – it was like nothing. Like it was a very small trade. Um, they – oh, it was a four-team trade. It was – I don't even – I can't – okay. I don't know. I don't know who they got, but it wasn't someone like who's made an impact. Like it was a, it was a smaller trade. Oh, they got Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless. So like not guys who are playing a lot. I'm confused. Why? Kendrick Nunn averages 15 points a game, but like he hasn't played at all in the bubble. Like they just benched him. For no damn good reason. Is he yeah. not? Is he hurt? No, he's been a healthy scratch most most games. Well, um, he didn't play in good. game one. Didn't play in game two. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he's got the run. Like, he, he's on the bench. Like he's there. He's um, there. Like he was one of the more promising rookies before COVID. Like I, he, like I said, he was averaging 15 points a game. Uh, but whatever. I mean, well, I they're, mean, they're playing get, well. So when you get into the playoffs, they kind of do cut it down, you know. Yeah. To who's but he was playing. starting. But, uh, I guess that's true. I don't know, man. I don't run the team. Hey, Spolstra knows his stuff. I'll trust him. I guess. Um, <laughs> they got yeah. Jay Crowder though. They have Jay. Cr- oh yeah, they do have Jay Crowder. Bro, Jay Crowder was. Yeah, he was on the Cavs. I was so hyped. Oh, we got him. He was on the Celtics. Then he was on the Cavs. Then the Jazz. Then the Jazz. Wait, he went, the from, he went from the Cavs to the Jazz? Yeah, that's how we got Clarkson. Really? Mm-hmm. We didn't go, he didn't go wherever Isaiah Thomas went? No, he didn't. I don't uh-uh, know. he went to the, yeah, he's been all over. Oh, wait, that's not how we got Clarkson. That's how we got uh, oh, Rodney Hood. I got you. So, yeah. Jay Crowder is one of those players that it's just like a very very solid player that's just no one keeps sticks with it. I don't know why. He's just there's like yeah we. He's don't just really. like a he's just like a everyday wing. Like he can shoot the three, play defense. You know he's not great. He's not bad. Right. He's just there. And uh, yeah, that's uh, oh yeah, the 
the Lakers. The Lakers came back, and everyone who was talking oh talking down gosh. on the Lakers and said, "Oh, the Blazers are taking them in four. The Blazers are going to win this series. The eight seed is going to win the the West." Is like LeBron yeah, was like what was the f- LeBron was like, "Eat this heel, bro. Like, let me just curb stomp you into the ground." One? They won by like thirty or forty. Yeah, uh, I know. Like Dame sat out most of the fourth quarter. That's how bad they were losing. Big yikes. Um, yeah, so the Lakers are good. I mean, the Mavs beat the Clippers. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, but the Mavericks are, again, one of those. T- it's kind of like the the Mavs, they're the seventh seed, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, wasn't Luka hurt also? Or like, he was. Se- yeah, he was hurt a lot of this year. So, like, the seven and eight seeds in the West are probably, like, the one and two seed in the East. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's just those yeah. two. And then, like, the three, four, or five in the West. So it's like these first two series are going to be, you know, something to watch. I hope the Mavs win. I don't hope the Blazers win. But yeah, um, I don't know though because I I kind of really like the Clippers. Um, Oof. I I've always been a big uh, Kawhi fan. Like I just think I don't know. He's kind of like very uh, down to earth and quiet and kind of weird. But he's I weird. like him. Um, yeah, he's just weird. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. Uh, Paul George played really bad in that game. Like he did not have that was like Kawhi played out of his mind. Is Paul George still good. George, yeah, I feel like he's there, just there. That, that's just a team. The Clippers are just built to beat anyone in their path because they're so good on defense. But you know, I don't know. I'm kind of scared about the Clippers. Um, even even though like they got Lou Williams back now and Montrezl Harrell, but we'll see. Listen, man, I don't know if Paul George is still good. Like, oh, he's still good. I don't know. Oh, come on. Listen, I don't know much about basketball. Like, I'm just saying. Like, is he is he still in that top tier, or is he just like, eh, he's just there? Well, I would say he's kind of like, like I think the top tier is usually like, like LeBron, four Giannis. or five guys: LeBron, Harden, Curry. Yep. Giannis. Uh, Durant. Durant. Um, I guess you could put Dame there. Luka Maybe now. Luca now. Um. Giannis, Kawhi. obviously. Say probably like those seven or eight. Yeah, Giannis is up there. Um, okay. Like all Paul MVP George candidates. And then he's like right outside. So, I think like what, that year the Pacers almost took the heat down. He was like emerging and he was kind of getting like he was almost an MVP candidate, but he was never like, well, I guess like guy. that year. I mean, last year, last year he averaged yeah, he was, 28 a game yeah, and like he was kind of in the MVP convo, but I feel like he's always just kind of been that tier below. Yeah, it's it's weird because I don't want to put him in like the Jimmy Butler tier, but then I also don't want to put him in like the very top tier. He's like right between. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of like he's like the Kyrie ish, not but but like better Westbrook. no because Kyrie is like, yeah, I guess like Westbrook, Westbrook yeah. and him are like in their own tier. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I guess that's. I mean, like if you else? think about that, like who else is there really that's like that? I wouldn't even say that. Who? I was gonna say Gobert, but he's no. not really. That's really about it. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like like they could be an MVP one year. Me, like I'm you saying, know. like you could put like if they really played well, you could possibly. I guess Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis without LeBron. Mm-hmm. You could put, you could you could make an argument if he's healthy and doesn't isn't a little bitch one year. Kyrie maybe. Oh yeah. Kemba, 
even is then, it, like it's no. a little. I think Kemba is like a Jimmy Butler type. Yeah. Tier. Like you don't really know. Oh, Embiid. Embiid is in yeah. the first tier. I forgot about him. In the first tier. Yeah, dude, he could win MVP. He's that good. Really? Oh yeah. I think oh, I'd yeah. put him in the Jimmy Butler tier. No, 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 no. Oh man, I I love Embiid. He. What about he Ben Simmons? Like, yeah, Ben Simmons about to be a Cav. <laughs> really? That'd be nice. We're about to trade that fifth pick. I'm down for uh, it. Oh yeah. By the way, the Cavs got fucked in the lottery again, so we got the fifth pick again. Um, so and weren't we the worst team in the league? Or yeah, close we, to we it? were tied for the highest odds. Jesus weren't Christ! We? I don't know. We had fourteen percent. So. We were either tied or very like the second highest odds, and the Warriors got the second pick, which is like. It just reminds me of the year Peyton Manning got hurt and they got Andrew Luck. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So, the Warriors, there's been – the guys I really know in this class are Anthony Edwards, who's supposed to be, like, the top two guard from Georgia. James Wiseman from Memphis, the center, who, like, didn't play because he kind of got screwed by the NCAA. Um, LaMelo Ball, who I really hope the Cavs don't get somehow. Um and then Obi Topin from Dayton is a guy I've seen the Cavs link to a lot. He's kind of like a three or four, uh, or he could play five and like small ball. But the only interesting part of this draft is I just want to see if the Warriors trade that pick for someone like Rudy Gobert or someone like that. I mean, I heard Rudy Gobert. What's that? No, nah, I was going to say they're in that position. Like they don't need a draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, imagine, even like, dude, imagine, imagine Lamelo Ball there, like, just That'd be so as stupid. a pure point guard, and then like Steph and Clay can just sit outside and shoot. I, don't, I mean, that's probably not going to happen. I think if they stick with the pick, they're going to draft that Wiseman, the center out of Memphis. But is Lamelo even good? Like, I've seen him play some over like be. overseas, but is it like going to be so much drama that it's not even going to be worth it? Well, you have to wonder if it's like hype with the name but I, he's been highly regarded as a prospect um he he definitely shoots the ball better in lonzo like he has the same kind of passing skills but he is way better at shooting um but i don't know i mean like there aren't a lot of guys who i think it's like, a very good very, teams very like shallow very shallow draft yeah oh yeah i that feel like too. the nba like, is uh, like that man like the nba is like one year it's just like loaded quote-unquote where it's just everyone's hype, and then the next year or so, it's just, well, there's nothing really there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, like, yeah, I don't really know. Like, other than Rudy Gobert, there aren't a lot of teams who I feel like are trying to move on from someone, like, really good. Um, so I don't really know what other superstar would make sense there in a trade. Um, and then the T-Wolves got the first pick, so I think that's pretty interesting. I like them with uh, Russell and Cat a lot, so we'll see who they get. I don't know. We're 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 uh, I'm in the deep end here with basketball because I'm just him just here. <laughs> You're just throwing out names. I, I know the like, names. What? Basketball. I feel, and baseball? That, I feel like that when we talk about baseball. Yeah, you're just out here like ha 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 yeah 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 baseball. Yeah. Huh? That's how I feel in basketball. I'm like ha 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 yeah yeah basketball prospects and stuff. Yeah. Ha, ha, yeah, yeah. Shooty hoops. Shooty the hoops. Put it in the basket. Win the game. <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's my extent of NBA knowledge. Uh, I know you put the ball in the hoop. I know LeBron's the goat, and I have the tiers of the top players. That's about it. That's all I got. Oh wait, I I need to address something I saw on Twitter about basketball, about okay. the Cavs. All right. So you know that I'm not trying to call anyone out here. Oh, but you know uh, every everything it. Cleveland. Uh no. 
So there's this Twitter account, Everything Cleveland. I think they have a podcast. Um, and they were saying this is your yearly reminder that the Cavs should have drafted Michael Porter Jr. over Colin Sexton. Why? Well, first of all, the Nuggets, at the time that they drafted Michael Porter Jr., were like a playoff team yeah, and could take a risk on literally the most injury-prone like college basketball prospect I've ever seen. Like the Cavs could not – like they LeBron literally just left. We needed someone to play like now. Right. So that's my – that didn't make any sense. It really irked me. That's that's my little uh, that's it. little rant today. Yeah, fuck you, that's everything like, Cleveland. It, they couldn't afford to, to draft someone that risky. Like they needed someone they knew was going to – like there were questions if Michael Porter Jr. would ever play basketball again. I know he's balling out now, but like Denver could afford to take that risk. Yeah, it's those pieces of shit over there. <laughs> think they're better than us? Think they know more things than us? Also, we didn't address this last like episode, but like if you're watching the video of this – like, take a look. Take a look at Keaton, okay? Uh-huh. Just look at him. Does anything look different? Nothing at all? Let me just tell you. His beautiful, beautiful, I guess nothing, just girlfriend, Andrea. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful yeah. Andrea did his whole backdrop for him. It's looking all nice and pretty. So you no longer have to look at his dirty underwear or whatever else that's sitting <laughs> on the floor back there. And now you can look at the beautiful wall of Ohio State and Cleveland stuff. It looks great. Yeah. She yeah, did a great she job. did it. Yeah, it was awesome. I was I was really surprised too because she did it for my birthday and like, um, she I left to go to our hometown Boo. like two days before her. So she like set it all up while I was gone and I like, came back and she's like, "Hey, can you go put this downstairs?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I came down here and I was like, I was like, "Whoa!" And then she got like the like that Kobe Bryant uh, poster with LeBron and Jordan and him hanging out. So. It was cool. I was like, whoa. Whoa. It's badass. Shout out to Andrea. Uh, Andrea's a badass. Yeah. And then he Shout like took her Andy. immediately to the bedroom and had his <laughs> whoa, way with Whoa, hey, whoa. This is no, a family no, podcast. No. Whoa. No. I, I mean, sorry, Mr. Malfoy. I mean, like, <laughs> that's baseball talk. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. On to the NFL. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Hey. Yeah. Hold on. I oh. have one more basketball Back thing. to the NBA talk. Uh, so the Clippers may be okay. They're up 85-71 late in the third, and Luka Doncic just went to the locker room, and he's limping. Shit. So. Okay, Mavs are done. Mavs yeah. season's over. Call it now. <sighs> Probably. Back to the NFL. <laughs> Dang, I love Luka too, man. I know. All right, yeah, so here we go. NFL news. Before before we even get into this, in the intro I said um, Jared Goff is like the ultimate white boy, rich white guy. So I was watching Hard Knocks. If you watched Hard Knocks, I think it was the, yeah, the second episode because the first episode was kind of just COVID procedures and stuff. And honestly, it was kind of boring. But the second episode, they had a, a camera at Goff's house, and he's like, well, you know, I was going to make a – I was going to put a – what did he say? I was going to put a basketball hoop down here. So, like, he's got his house up in, on a hill because he lives in L.A. and he probably lives in, like, Beverly Hills or some bullshit. He's got land, but, like, part of his land is, like, down, like, a mountain. <laughs> and that's, like, a platform, like, down, of, I don't know, how like, 20 feet or whatever. And, like, he put, uh, he's like, I was going to put a basketball court down here, but then I thought I might get injured. So, like, and how much am I going to play basketball? So, he put, like, a, a putting green down there. And he, like, has another putting green up top. <laughs> and he, like, just pitches golf balls off the mountain onto 
the the putting green and tries to get hole in one. So I was like, "You rich motherfucker." <laughs> Dude, apparently, so I haven't actually watched Hard Knocks yet, but all I keep hearing about is how like Sean McVay is like surprising people. Like no one thought he was personality-wise the way he is, and he like reminds everyone of John Gruden. Oh yeah, dude, like, he's funny. Yeah, he's, like he's charismatic um, and funny. It's it's kind of awesome. That kind of yeah, like you wouldn't have guessed that. I feel like before this, like uh, he, he always seemed very like I don't know, kind of reserved, but like real smart. But like, I I guess he did get his like start as a coach under Gruden, like in Tampa. They had they had McVeigh and Shanahan there. Hot Kyle guy Shanahan. personality, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's what he's got. Honestly, um, I'm blanking on the Chargers head coaches now. Anthony Anthony Lynn, Lynn. yeah, Anthony Lynn yeah. is actually pretty funny too. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah he, I've heard he's like one of the best. Coaches he, he's not like he's not you know as outgoing or I don't want to say flamboyant, but he's not you know like Char- that like as uh, charismatic energetic. as and energetic yeah. as uh, McVeigh. But he he's he's a good time to listen to. He's pretty cool. So yeah, that's nice. hard knocks. Uh, uh, yeah, I think. Oh, I told you last week about Mike Williams, or not mm-hmm. last week, a few days ago. Michael Williams was like, oh, I need my tracker, bro, fifty k. Um, but yeah, there's not really much to miss in Hard Knocks. I don't think there was much really else. Uh, I really need to start watching. Yeah, just that's what you got to do. Uh, that's what you got to do. You got to set aside a couple hours in like two weeks from now. Or how many episodes? Are there? I think there's like six, right? Six or however many episodes. Whenever Hard Knocks is over, you got to set aside. Six. Set aside like a week or like a weekend. Make the free HBO account. All right. Because you get like a seven-day free trial mm-hmm. and just watch them all in one day or one like weekend. That's what you got to do. I do That's this. Listen, listen. I, I'm not saying that I do this, but if one were to want to watch them on time with America every week on Tuesday nights, one could make a new email address every week and get the free trial. Not I don't do that. No, I would never. But I'm saying you could. Man, that's dedication. I'm just saying you could do it. If but anyone I, ever I, did that, I would call them very dedicated. But I don't know anyone that would ever do that. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Those people are scumbags and sleaze balls. That's what they are. <laughs> but well, yeah. I, okay, I'll say this one more time. But the Chargers are like, I just pray somehow that Anthony Lynn installs an offense with Tyrod Taylor in it that is like Lamar Jackson-esque and they're like really good because literally if you look at their roster every single position besides quarterback is like let's go to win the Super Bowl and it's just that's why I was so disappointed when they took Herbert which I mean no he's looked good so far um but I'm not I'm not a big Herbert guy and I was like you know you guys should Let's go get let's go get an Isaiah Simmons or let's go get a tackle to beef up the offensive line and go get Cam Newton because I legitimately think they have one of the best rosters in football outside of quarterback. Like their defense is going to be like absolutely insane. Yeah, I don't know if Oh, uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say my fantasy running back rankings that we're gonna do here in a little bit kind of rely on Tyrod Taylor being the starter. Yeah, in I my opinion, so. I, I agree. Uh, I definitely agree. Yeah, I don't know if you have a different list, but this is my list is on here. I do have a list. Okay, yes, good. But he, he Eckler's also on my list. Okay, that's good. Okay, cool. So, 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll just some quick, quick housekeeping before we get to our fantasy running backs. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are dying in oh <laughs> injuries-wise. Um, the nickel corner, Kevin Johnson has a lacerated liver after, what's his name, uh, Harrison Bryant. They went up for the yeah. ball in the end zone. Harrison Bryant landed on him. Hey, Harrison Bryant's a badass. It's, it's so – Kevin Johnson was like one of my favorite signings too because he was so good as a slot corner last year for the Bills. Like, um, And he's looked really good in camp too. So I don't know. We're going to have to play nickel a lot like we talked about in the last episode due to the lack of linebacking depth. Um, so I don't know if they're going to try like putting Denzel inside sometimes or like Terrence Mitchell inside. They signed uh, – MJ Stewart, he's been playing nickel a little bit. I I don't really know. I I guess I heard Grant Delpit played can play nickel too. So we'll see. But like that's if he is out for a long period of time, and you know we already know Max going to be out for at least I don't know six weeks. Like yeah, those losses go hand in hand. Yeah. So, so we lost uh, Mac, lost Mac more than likely until like week four ish. Yeah. Um, we lost. Well, Miles Garrett's like on and off. I think there's precautionary with him. He's fine. Yeah. Nick He's Chubb fine. is in the pro- concussion protocol. Probably will be fine. Uh, like we just said, Kevin Johnson. Don't whatever. We don't know how long. Don't know how long he'll be out. Uh, there has to be more. I swear there was more. Uh, Treader's still out, but JC apparently Treader, he'll be ready week one. Okay. Well, J.C. Treader, whatever. I wasn't there another corner that was hurt or safety. No. Oh. Um. Carl Joseph was hurt. Carl Joseph was hurt. I think he's okay, though. All right. But regardless, this happens every year. I don't care who the coaching staff is, who the players are. Like, Cleveland's secondary is always just, like, riddled with injuries, and I don't know why. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. And, like, uh, once Miles went out last year and Vernon was hurt, like, we had Porter Gustin and Chad Thomas playing starting. I hear good things about them this season. Porter Gustin is balling, dude. Yeah. He he was a five-star recruit out of high school. Like, he didn't perform on as as well in college at USC, but like he he showed some things last year too. So hey, like man. I wouldn't be surprised if he's. I mean like, I I think we'll probably keep four or maybe five edge rushers. Um, so like obviously Miles Vernon, uh, Adrian Claiborne are a shoot like one hundred percent going to make the team. Um, and then like I think Gustin, I would take Gustin over Chad Thomas, but like, uh, Chad Thomas might make it too. I don't really know. We're kind of thin on the interior because Andrew Billings opted out, but we'll see. Hey man, I was a three and a half star long snapper in high school and you don't see me on the Browns. <laughs> so those stars mean nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's that's some uh some quick house Oh Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham oh, yeah. is like possibly could be a couple weeks. Like he went back to pra- he went to the hospital and then they're like, yeah you're fine. And he went back to practice <laughs> or back to the facility. So like if 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 it was like up in the air, if if it was up in the air, I don't think it's ever been up in the air. Who was starting in New England? But a lot well, of people are saying it's up in the air because Bill Belichick just doesn't give answers. There's there's a little training camp whisper out there. Um, Mike Reese, who is like one of the most reliable Patriots beat reporters, is saying they'll be surprised if the Patriots do it. Which I think this is awful. A two quarterback system. Now I think with Stidham being out a couple weeks, it's probably not going to happen. But like he said this Monday or Tuesday, like 
I mean, we haven't seen that work like ever, ever. in the NFL, especially like it sometimes has worked in college, but even in college, it barely ever works because it just doesn't make sense like flow wise. But I don't know. I mean, obviously Hoyer, I don't think Hoyer was in that equation at all. So I think it was going to be Stidham in Newton, but I think, you know, it's fair to assume Cam's going to be the starter. Do they, I mean, do they like, do the people on like the beat, the beat reporters, like do they not like learn that. Yeah. Um, I, that Bill Belichick just likes to fuck with people and like, he's oh, not yeah. going to give you any answers. So like, why are you making shit up? Like, you know, Bill Belichick's not an idiot. He's not going to do yeah. that. It never yeah. works ever. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's so dumb. <laughs> like they're idiots that, that will never work. But I guess if there is one person to make it work, it probably will be Bill. That's, that, that's true. <laughs> that is true. On the flip side, Bill's just going to run this and everyone else is going to start running it after he has success with it. Yeah. Although I don't think Cam's, I don't know what they're gonna do with the two, like, because I don't think Stidham's much of a runner or like mobile, mobile I, I guy. I think it would be like Cam would be in the red zone. I'd imagine. I don't know. Well, there's a QB draw with Cam. Like, that's kind of stupid yeah. too. Like, because Cam's not like as mo- like the mobile guy he used to be. Like, maybe he kind of yeah. is, but he's more of a drop back passer now. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. Oh, and then fuck, we like just totally, just totally went over this. Ron Rivera has ca- dude. Washington cannot catch a break. This like, is... T's and P's for Ron Rivera, but Washington cannot catch a break. Well, apparent. so we already talked about it. Yeah, like you said, Ron Rivera is, like, has to have the toughest coaching job in football. Like, because if you think about it, the Redskins were already – oh, shoot. The, I'm sorry. The Washington football team <laughs> I'm offended. a – disaster like from a culture standpoint we all heard about all the shady shit going on there and then the team team rebranding everything like that with all the social injustice going on in the country like they were like and then also like bruce allen left like they are rebuilding they're not good like ron rivera had a lot to take over and he's also like kind of the de facto gm he's the gm and head coach pretty much and then like this happens and like Apparently he's gonna keep coaching. Like they said, he can keep coaching, which is awesome. But like they also said, like don't be surprised if you start feeling it in like three weeks. Right. So it's good that like they have Jack Del Rio as their defensive coordinator. He's been a head coach quite a few times. So like if he needs to take over, he's definitely prepared to do that. Um, but you know, like I love Ron Rivera. Like he was one of my. I really wanted the Browns to hire him. Obviously, like. I think eventually, like, Washington is going to be moving in the right direction. Like, I don't know if that's going to be this year, another year or so, but, like, he's one of the best coaches out there and, like, you know, wish nothing but the best for him. And hopefully, hopefully, like, even he was, like, super optimistic, saying, like, this is a very treatable form of cancer. So I hope, you know, I hope they treat it, and I hope that's true. So we'll see. It's going to be, like, a tough year for – it was going to be a tough year for Washington already. But hopefully, like, this can, like, motivate the guys to do well for him. Yeah. Hopefully it's that's just one of those things. It's you know. Hopefully he can coach through the through the. I don't think he's gonna be able to because yeah. I don't, obviously you don't know. They said it was very treatable and it was very early on, but still, yeah. You know, it's he's probably gonna miss some time. That Washington's gonna yeah. have another interim head coach. Yikes, dude! Although it's oh, kind of like, huh? Keep going. Sorry, I'll talk about this next. No, I mean there's gonna have another interim interim head coach, but at least this time it's. Kind of like, okay, we didn't fire the head coach. He's just kind of mm. sick. We also didn't talk 
we haven't played people in the league for okay, ever, hang probably. On. Stop. Um, Stop. You just broke up. Let's try that one more time. Say that. I'll say all that again. I was just gonna say the news about Darius Geis. Um, oh yeah. And the sexual assault allegations. Apparently, he assaulted two two girls in college, and it was covered up. If that's, I hope that's not true because I really well. Your your current school now. Um, apparently, like oh, there are reports that LSU knew about it. Um, I hope that's not true, but you know, we'll. I, I'm sure more will come out about it. Um. But that's a big blow for them because he was like their future. I mean, I don't, he's been like riddled with injuries, but when he was on the field, he was a very good running back. Um, he so, had another running back that like, so he had hit women. Yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> um, so it's back to Adrian Peterson for like the 20th year in a row. I don't understand why they don't. I mean, I get it. He's old, but just fucking give AP the ball, man. Like, just run him I, until I know, he's dude. dead. Yeah. He's ready. Um, Plus, they, they did draft uh, Antonio Gibson, who, like, super raw prospect. He played receiver in college, but they're going to try him at running back. I don't know. We'll see. Run AP till he's dead, and we'll see what happens. Watch. Yeah. They're just going to give AP the ball uh, a million times this year, and he's going to be the rushing leader. They still have Bryce Love, who was, who's like, a, a stud at Stanford. Who's just, who like... stay healthy. Exactly. Who's just, like, guys who just can't stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. They, they drafted the same guy. Maybe he probably hits women, too. Like, I don't know. No, that's, that's a bad accusation. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, yeah, talking about uh, speaking of running backs, uh, moving uh, on, moving there on. There we on. go. That's, that's why I said that. Uh, the top 10, we're going to do our top 10 fantasy running backs to round up the show. Uh, we'll do back and forth, 1-1, one, 2-2, one, two, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We, didn't do, we didn't talk about the, the cut. We never brought up their tweet. They tweeted what? No, 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 your feud with them. Like We, we said we'd talk about the details of the feud. Next episode. Oh, okay. You have so, it up. There you go. Sh- should we go over their rankings first? Oh yeah, uh, we can if you. They have, yeah, they're okay. running back rankings. Yeah. Well, we can do it. No, so, let's, let's do this. We can do like ours, like one one, and then theirs one. That's fine. Talk about it first, and then we'll do it. Okay. So, I don't think we. And there, theirs is assuming PPR, correct? Yeah, ours is too. I okay, think, yes, right? ours is. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, the, the, so, assuming PPR, we do not agree with their list. That's that's what we'll say beforehand. Okay. Yeah, so I kind, I, I, I somewhat, like somewhat, close. somewhat agree with I it. I somewhat, ag- yeah. Okay. There's a cu- cool. there's like a couple on there that's like eh, I don't know, but yeah. Okay, so number one, obviously, I think this is kind of a universal like. One. Everyone had. Yeah. Everyone has McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey. Who like why? I mean, you know, he is like just the sheer volume. The most balls. Yeah. Um, and I think that's not going to change under this new system. Like Teddy Bridgewater is a guy who checks down on the running back a lot. And the other thing is like a lot of these other guys have very formidable backup running backs, and the Panthers do not. I don't even know who their backup running back is. So, like, I mean. All the other guys have like at least someone I've heard of. The Panthers backup running back is Reggie Bonafon. I don't even know who that is. So <laughs> Reggie there you Bonafon, go. baby. Yeah. Well, do they still have uh, old boy from Ohio State? Uh, who plays wide receiver? Yeah, Curtis Samuel. Curtis he Samuel. hasn't played much running back in the NFL. Surprisingly, could, but yeah, he just he just could. 
possibly. Yeah. Oh, I think he he's, he, he's the kind of guy. I think that's how they use him, though. They use him kind of like a wildcat slash wide receiver person-ish. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. I don't know. They'd be smart to use him like that. So, yeah, obviously, I number agree. one, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, number two, I'm sticking with old boy Zeke Elliott. All right, Zeke, I, I think, and I only think this, is if, if he's going to have a big year, it's going to be this year. Like, he's getting, he's not not saying he's getting old, but, like, they, they have the offense. I went with Saquon at two. Um, I I like Zeke a lot. I just think the Dallas is going with Mike McCarthy there. Like, McCarthy's not known to run. I, I mean, I, I have Zeke at three, so it's not like, you know, I think Zeke's not right. going to be good. It's just I think McCarthy's going to lean on the uh, pass a little more and also – uh, they have a really good like I think Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard is pretty like underrated as a backup running back. Um, so it's not like Zeke's gonna like you know like I said he's gonna be great. But um, if I had to pick one, I just think the offense in New York for the Giants is going to be so much more um, like different than last year because like last year one of the big criticisms of that Giants offense was every I had Saquon on my fantasy team, so I watched the Giants quite a bit and it was super <laughs> frustrating because all they did was Saquon was run a dive up the middle, run up the middle. That is all they did. And I think even though I don't think Jason Garrett is like the best, you know, offensive mind in football, I think they're going to be a little more creative and their O-line should be a little better with like Andrew Thomas coming in and a lot of guys healthy. And I think like Daniel Jones will check down to Saquon a lot and the Giants defense is absolute dog shit. So they're going to be down. Even if they're down a lot, like I think Saquon is such a good receiving threat that if they go like, Pass heavy, like Saquon's gonna get a lot of good looks. Yeah, well, I have Saquon at three, you have Zeke at three. Like, just yeah. flip flop it, you know, switch it and reverse it. I like the Giants. Not that I like. Okay, let me let me just say, I don't like the Giants. I like Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is going to be a good a good starter in the league for some time. I don't know about great. He's gonna be a good starter. And Saquon did miss three games last year. Last year was just kind of like a weird year for the Giants. They were going through the coaching oh, yeah. stuff. It was just, it was just kind of a mess. And then they were, even then, they were still somewhat of a competitive team. So, mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, I think Saquon get back, gets back on track, gets back in into the rookie of the year form that he was his rookie year, and yeah. he's going to catch a lot of balls. Which, yeah, yeah, and like I said, I think you know, I think Zeke's going to do really well. It's just, I think. I think the Giants will lean on Saquon more than Dallas absolutely exactly. leans on Zeke. Right. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Leave me alone. All right, number four. Number four. Listen, a lot of people like to put this man down and out. A lot of people like oh, to boy. call this man a one-hit wonder. A lot I of people this. just aren't very high on this man. And that man is Aaron Jones. All right? Aaron Jones is a touchdown machine. Okay? Well, that's number one. Number two, the Green Bay Packers have absolutely nobody, no weapons. <laughs> they have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Well, what are you going to say? You got fucking Lazard? <laughs> that you're going to throw to? Hey, you're going to throw to Lazard? <laughs> uh, put some respect on Lazard's name. No, I, I like that pick a lot. Um, I think he is pretty underrated. Like, like you said, you had that friend or – Someone at a party or something tell you he wasn't a top 10 running back, and I think they need to watch more football. Um, I think Aaron Jones, while he's not my number four, um, 
I think the I literally think that Matt LaFleur is trying to turn the Packers into the Niners. Like I think that's how he wants to play football. And if that's how he wants to play football, like I know they drafted AJ Dillon, who I don't know. Have you seen a picture of AJ? Oh yeah, you He's said it. Freaking huge. AJ Dillon's legs are like they make Saquon's legs look small. I cannot believe how big he is. But anyway, that doesn't mean Aaron Jones isn't going to play a lot because Aaron Jones is a stud, like receiving threat. Um, and I just think, like I said, I think the Packers are trying to like um, transition to that zone, like wide zone type scheme that Shanahan likes to run a lot in San Francisco. So I like Jones there. I think that's a good pick. I actually had um, Alvin Kamara there. Uh, I think last year, he was battling. I, he came out earlier this week and said he was battling with a torn. Uh, was it he MC, wasn't, something? He wasn't himself last year. Yeah, he was not healthy. Um, and I think with but, Breeze getting up there in age a little bit, I think they're going to lean on him a lot, whether it be through running the ball, checkdowns, things like that. Um, I know they brought in Sanders, and that's kind of a concern for like target share. But I think Kamara is going to have another solid year. Yeah, I have Alvin Kamara at five, so that's my very next is Alvin Kamara. Uh, he did miss two weeks last year, and then there were mm-hmm. there was two weeks where he had like minimum, you know, action or minimum targets and carries, I guess. Um, but yeah, like you said, he was like he did he was not himself last year. He was kind of I don't know what it was. Even before you came out, he came out and said he was injured last year or he was hurt. Like you could just tell when you watched him play because he was on my fantasy team or one of my fantasy teams, and you would watch him, and it's just like. Like, that's not the Alvin Kamara we saw in 2018. I, I get it. Like, last year, we, you chalked it up to, okay, well, he doesn't have Mark Ingram now, so now they're keen on him, and he, he has to carry the whole load. But I, I think he bounces back this year and has a pretty big year to me. Yeah, I like that. Um, Who do you have at number five, then? Alvin Kamara. Oh, wait, yeah, you just said that. Um, Good boy. Okay, I have... Uh-oh. I have a little bit of a uh, hot take here. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going with what I originally said. Uh, I have Dalvin Cook at five. Um, I think – I just think after – so I think, like, he's been having some contract frustrations with the Vikings, and I think they're right to not pay him yet. He does kind of concern me from an injury perspective because he's been hurt a lot early on in his career. But when he's been on the field, like last year he was fully healthy. He was – like one of the best running backs in the league, very versatile. Um, I know they like Alexander Madison a lot, um, but I mean, per game, the only the only running back with more points in PPR was Christian McCaffrey. So he he's like the centerpiece of the offense there. I think especially with Diggs gone, and I did read a report. Uh, I know we were t- I was hyping up Justin Jefferson a bit, but it looks like he's struggling quite a bit in camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think they're going to lean on him a lot and. I think with Kubiak taking over from Stefanski, I think they're even going to lean on the running back a bit more um, just because the lack of receiving weapons. Although I think the tight ends are going to be pretty good in Minnesota. Um, the only thing that concerns me with him is injuries. If he's healthy, I think he's like one of the top five for sure. I have him a little a little farther down the list. But uh, number six, uh, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. One of the most underrated running backs in the league, Joe Mixon. Oh, no, you're – Oh, okay. Okay, I like that. Oh, what do you think? <laughs> You're about to steal mine. Oh no. You're about to steal who I was gonna put at five, but No no no. Go on. I've got uh, Joe Mixon at number six. So he had hundred and ninety points last year and the Bengals were just kind of a shit show. Yeah. Alright, they had well they started three different quarterbacks, I think. Two or three. Mm-hmm. Brand new two. head coach. Two yeah, yeah, two. They had two quarterbacks, yeah. Brand new head coach. 
And uh, I just think this year, Joe Burrow's going to come in. Uh, a rookie running back needs his, or a rookie quarterback needs his running back. And I think Joe Mixon's going to, they're going to lean heavy on the run slash play action. And I think he's going to get dumped down to a lot. And I just think it's going to be a match made in heaven. And Joe Mixon is just going to steal the show. And Joe Burrow's going to go out there and lead them to, I don't know, six or seven wins his rookie year. And he's going to be touted as the savior of Cincinnati <laughs> with like six that. wins. Uh, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a big Mixon believer. I do think he's pretty underrated and like very much a three down back like a McCaffrey. All right, you ready? This is by a guy no one's talking about enough at running back. At number six? Uh-huh. Okay. Kenyon Drake. Um, yeah, I, Drake I almost put him on my list. Is So do you want to know who scored more points than Kenyon Drake in the second half of the season last year? They're – only three guys, Dalvin McCaffrey, Cook. Zeke, McCaffrey, Zeke, and Derrick Henry were the only three guys that scored more points than him once, huh. once, once he went Drake to Arizona. Got to Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's a million guys who have been in Miami, went somewhere else, and were, like, amazing because Adam Gase sucks and, like, Miami just sucked last year. And, like, yep. I don't understand how he wasn't playing more when he was in Miami because he is – I mean, he's – He's going to be – they don't have a solid backup. Chase Edmonds is okay, but, like, especially with David Johnson gone, I don't know how you cannot like Kenyon Drake in that offense because, like, I think they still want to run the ball a little bit, and, like, he is one of the most dynamic receiving threats at, out – aside from yeah, Christian McCaffrey I mean, I would, at the running back position. I would arguably put Kenny say Kenyon Drake is more of a receiving threat than he is a running yeah, threat. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, I, I mean, like – it does, you know, it does scare you. Like if they go super air raid, like I mean, vertical down the field all the time, that might not be like Drake's thing. He's more, you know, definitely. I mean, most running backs are more of checkdown guys, but like, I, I, I'm gonna try and get him in either one of our leagues this he's year. He's gonna have uh, a place. I think he's gonna do really well. He's gonna have a place. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So yeah, Joe. Yeah. So you said Kenyon Drake, uh, number seven. Another guy doesn't get enough respect. Put some respect on his name. Austin Eckler. I have it number seven. Uh, again, and like I said earlier, this is this is only if Tyrod Taylor starts the entire year. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. I just think it's just that offense. I think Tyrod Taylor is the veteran guy who's going to get Eckler to check down the ball to Eckler more often than that, which I, I, I say that, but then also a rookie running back or a rookie quarterback is going to check it down to him a lot too. But I just feel like the offense will run smoother with Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. I just think the their entire offense could be great. I think we have faith in Tyrod, but well, we could be very wrong. That's why like I thought it made more sense for the Chargers to go in the direction of like a – Isaiah Simmons in the first round and a Jalen Hurts in the second round because I think if like if Tyrod's starting, you're going like full like they've even there's been rumors they're going to go full like Baltimore Ravens like uh like QB running the you know QB designed runs things like that um and if Justin Herbert's playing I mean you are spreading the ball out a lot more you're like playing more of a spread offense like I don't know like the offense is going to look very different so I agree it's very dependent on who is the starter um. I didn't have Eckler that high. I mean, although I if, you're, had, if you're watching, if you watch Hard Knocks, uh, just, Herbert just, can throw. Justin Herbert throws a very pretty, pretty ball. 
Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> it is a beautiful, yeah. beautiful um, ball. Yeah, for sure. I had, I had, so I had Mixon here. So Mixon's okay. at seven for me. Um, for a lot of the same reasons you said, um, super underrated, very versatile. Um, and yeah, I think the Bengals are going to surprise some people. They're going to win some games they shouldn't. Yeah, we'll see. Not against the Browns, though. Oh, of course not. All right. Speaking of the Browns, at number eight, I have the boy, the boy Nick Chubb. Although it's a very, it's a questionable pick, even in my head. Because the more I think about it, I on I think he's gonna he's definitely gonna have his rushing yards right. It's just like the having Kareem Hunt there, yeah. Just as the guy, like basically, okay, go in and catch the ball, you know, or yeah. be that like gadget guy. It's just kind of scary because it's very easy for them to be like, okay, put Kareem Hunt in. It's gonna be a pass play. Put Kareem in, you know. But I think mm-hmm. I think that there is an opportunity there to use Nick Chubb as a three down running back. Yeah, I think he could do it, and solely, solely on his rushing abilities, I have him at number eight. But he very easily could be top five if he gets so, involved in the pass game. Yeah, I, I had a hard time with Chubb, but I'll talk about. I have Aaron Jones here um, because of the I mean slander. a lot of the same things you said. Like I've already talked about him quite a bit. So Jones is at eight for me. Put some respect on my man, Aaron Jones. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, number nine. This is this is going to be a surprise to most people. A lot of people are going to say, I need to put some respect on this guy's name, but I just don't think this team is going to do it this year. I think this team is kind of going to fall, not fall apart, but I just don't see them doing it as well as they did it in the past. And that's Dalvin Cook. Okay. I got Dalvin Cook at number number nine. I think I think last year was kind of like a, I don't want to say a fluke, but I feel like he came out very very hard in the beginning of the season and then kind of tapered off a little bit in the back end. And I just don't think he's I just I just don't see it, man. I just don't see him doing yeah. the same thing again. I maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. I'm probably right. But <laughs> I don't know. I think they're going to be keen on him. I think he's going to get keyed on a lot this year. I don't think they have the receiving threat they used to New offensive coordinator, but like new offensive coordinator, but they also still have Kubiak, so it's like, eh, you know, kind yeah. of the same offense. Yeah, I don't know. I just have a feeling. Most of my picks are I, just my gut feelings. Yeah, uh, I just think Cooks, talent wise, I just think he's too good to not be top five. To but me, I see, to they, me, to me, he only did it one year. He just did it last year. Really, like he's been a, he's yeah. been a good running back, but last year he was like the great running back, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's up. I mean, I, yes, he deals with injuries and whatnot, but. Yeah, I mean, that was the only year he's been over 1,000 yards rushing. Right. Um. So I, I see what you mean. I mean, he's, like I said, he's very risky, and, like, I, I don't feel, like, I I feel like I'm confident. This kind of doesn't make sense, but I feel like I'm confident he'll finish high, but I don't want him to be my first running back. <laughs> um, so, All right, there you go. I don't know. Like Cautiously optimistic for him. Yeah, I, I could I, I see where you're coming from. I have uh, so I have Derrick Henry next. Um, we're on nine, right? Yeah, we're on nine. Yes. Yeah. So Derrick Henry, um, this is my team who I think is not going to be as good as they were last year. Um, they're gonna. I know they went nine and seven in the regular season, and just had a magical playoff run, but I think they're gonna. 
think Tannehill, I love Tannehill. Don't get me wrong, but I think Tannehill's going to kind of get exposed a little bit this year. Um, and I think they're going to lean on Henry a lot. And I think there's more film on that offense now. And with all that being said, if this were not PPR, Henry would be about three or four spots higher because he lit up. So, um, they're also bringing in a new guy, Darrington Evans, that like a receiving back, but I just think he, I mean, they're going to lean on him a lot. So the volumes there. And I mean, realistically, I just think like he, I know he's literally has no upside as a receiver, but I mean, their offensive scheme is built around him. So like just based off of sheer volume, I still think he'll be a top 10 running back. Definitely. Uh, sure. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. If you think that, uh, that was your number nine, correct? So my number yep. 10, another guy like the, my, my list is full of guys that just don't get enough respect. All right. Number 10, I have Chris Carson. I, I'm a huge fan of Aaron Jones. I'm a huge fan. No, okay, I wouldn't say huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Aaron Jones. I'm a huge fan of Alvin Kamara. I'm a huge fan of Chris Carson. All these guys don't get that much respect as pure running backs. Uh, Chris Mm -hmm. Carson, I don't want to say he's like, he's not like a C-Mac. I don't think he's quite in the same league as Kamara when when he's catching the ball. But I think as a pure runner, he's one of the best running backs in the league to me. He does fumble the ball a lot. He definitely does. He needs to figure that out. But in the Seahawks offense, I love Chris Carson. Stat guy. Like that. I I'm worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. He was injured I, too. I last think year. I yeah, he's got the injury bug. Um I think Carlos Hyde is gonna play a lot. Um and I think they're still gonna try and justify the Rashad Penny pick by playing him quite a bit. Um, I don't think he's like, I think Carson's good, but, um, I, I like it. It's bold. I well, don't he, know. Fin- he finished, um, he finished last year as the number 10. Yeah. Uh, fantasy running back. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I was just, cause I like to look at the ringers guide and they have him. Where do they have him? The ringer is like RB. Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, he's not too low on the list. He's like RB one, two, three, four, five, six. He's RB like seventeen, RB eighteen. So he's not like you know shit. in the dumps. Um, that is the dumps but, out of thirty-two. You know, it's like a, it's like top half of the league-ish. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, so my number ten is our boy Nick Chubb. Okay. Um, if you were asking me a year from now, I think he'd be top six or seven, even in PPR, because I think Kareem Hunt being there is actually like a Hind- big hindering. issue for his. Yeah, for for his uh, P, especially PPR performance. Um, and if this were a standard league, even this year, I would put him in the top five for sure. Um, I just think they are going to lean on Kareem a lot in the receiving game. Although, like I think the outside zone scheme that Stefanski is going to run is going to benefit Chubb quite a bit. So there are like some trade offs there. Um, but I also think they're going to rely on the play action a lot and like actually throw the ball a little bit more than people think with those tight ends there and. Obviously, Odell and Jarvis. So, I have him at 10. All right. Number 11. Uh, I put the number two overall from last year. Derrick Henry all the way down here at 11. Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's one of those guys, kind of like Dalvin Cook. Like, last year, he just had a magical run where everyone's like, how do we stop Derrick Henry? He's very big. Like, what do we do? 
he just kind of runs in a straight line. Like not not okay. saying he's not a good running back. He's a he's a very very good running back. But he one yeah. he doesn't catch the ball, and two I just feel like it's gonna be the Titans themselves. Like you said, I feel like gonna fall off a little bit. Yeah. And then two, I just don't know if he can capture lightning in a bottle like he did last year, and do the same thing. Is he still gonna be top twelve for me? Yes, he's still gonna be one of those borderline top ten borderline top ten guys. But I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, as crazy as he was last year. Yeah, um, I don't mind it. I, I was kind of like torn on him. I just think he was literally like they knew what was coming last year, and he yeah. was just still so productive sure. that they have an I couldn't put him line, too man. far down. They did. Well, yeah, they, they yeah. do. Did do. They lost Conklin. That's what I was going to say. They did slash yeah. do. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. They got. Who did, they drafted Isaiah Wilson to replace him. I don't know if that'll work right away, but uh, I had Austin Eckler at 11 because I think like one of the big reasons he wasn't like, you know, one of the main guys to come out last year or in the draft last year was because Melvin Gordon was there and Melvin Gordon's not there anymore. So right. they have Justin Jefferson who's okay, but he's not, you know, a player like Melvin Gordon is. Um, we know what he can do as a pass catcher. I mean, he is like, like straight off of just receiving. He's probably the second best receiving running back in football to McCaffrey because he is, I mean, he's just elite out of the backfield. Like he is so good at finding space and getting open, getting the ball in his hand and making a move. Like he set um, some record last year for catches. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a very high floor. I think like the only thing that worries me is just, I mean, it's so hard to understand how players will play around a new quarterback. I mean, I know Tyrod's been there, but he's starting now. So that's the only thing that worries me, but I still think he's got a really high floor. So I think he's going to be a feature of that offense. Perfect. All right. And then number 12. Oh, wait, we didn't even do the – we haven't even been saying the the cuts. We'll do it at the end. Okay, yeah. So (laughs) number 12, I put a question mark next to this one because I don't want you to see it. So you go ahead and do your number 12 first. Okay, um, I was between like three guys here. Okay. Um, mine were, but be- I was really between. Oh wait, oh, Miles Sanders. Um, God, God I actually damn it. had on on my rankings. I had Miles Sanders above Eckler, but I changed my mind. Um, Miles Sanders is. He has no one else in that backfield now because Jordan Howard's gone. And week 10 through week 16, he was the RB10 and half PPR. So I just think like he's going to be a main feature in their offense. And I know they upgraded the receiver position a little bit with Jalen Rieger there, but like I still don't think the weapons there are outstanding. Um, and I just think he's super talented. Like he was a boss at Penn State. Um, and like I just think. I think he played really well and he was like the reason the Eagles still had a chance to make the playoffs and they, you know, did actually make the playoffs. And I think Wentz and him have a good connection. So I was really between him and Josh Jacobs, but I went with Miles Sanders. Man, you just really wanted to just kill my mood right there. Listen, I, (laughs) and like part of me, part of me wanted to pick Miles Sanders for this list because I was like, you know what? Like the more I thought about it and looked at it, especially prepared this list beforehand, I was like, damn, like they might be right. Like Miles yeah. Sanders could, like Miles Sanders definitely could have himself a year, but like I can't, I can't back down now. 
can't back down from the cut. You keep, you, you just stick yeah. with it. I made I made I made a I made a, a bold statement on Twitter to them. I yeah, he's not gonna do it. So <laughs> so he's not gonna do it. Like he might, but I know he's not going to. So my number twelve. You ready for this? Can I guess? No, because you're gonna guess right. Am I? Maybe. AFC or NFC? You just guess. Is it uh, Clyde edwards Solaire? No. Is it Melvin Gordon? No. James Conner? No. Todd Gurley? No. David Johnson? David motherfucking Johnson oh, is going I back to it. his 1K, 1K form. I think number 12 could be his well, floor. If, I was going to say, if he has 1K and 1K, I think he'll be higher That's than what I'm 12. saying. It could be his floor. <laughs> David Johnson yeah. is going to get the touches. He's going to stay healthy, and he is going to destroy everything in his path. He's going back to the old David Johnson. This is just me wanting to throw something in at the end to be fucking electric. I love it. David Johnson. I, like I loved David Johnson when he was in it. Well, so, oh, when he yeah. was actually good in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. I think uh, I could see that for sure. Um, he's definitely a guy, like, if he's there later on, I'm betting on for, sh- like, as a flyer. Um, Bro, even after I he think, was injured a couple of years, people are still picking him the next year at like number three. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what's going on? So good. I know. Um, I want to talk us for a second about Clyde Edwards Hilaire because I just think there are so many variables there because like, okay, A, I know Damian Williams opted out. I know that helps his fantasy value. I'm not saying he's going to be horrible, but like we, I mean, we have the shortened off season, so obviously he hasn't had as much time to, you know, uh, connect with Mahomes or anything like that. But also, like, was this guy even? I mean, I know he was on. Was he that he was dominant okay in college? Before, but like, he literally like, if you look at LSU last year, they had the most stacked roster. Like, yeah. they had Jamar Chase, who was going to be a top five receiver. Iman Marshall's good. I mean, like uh, Justin Jefferson and Joe freaking Burrow, like. <laughs> Joe freaking they had the Heisman candidate Heisman winner like with the greatest statistical quarterback season ever in college football obviously like they're not going to focus on the running back as much and I'm not saying he's going to be bad because that chief system is like the same thing it's just in the NFL Patrick it's freaking just, Mahomes I think people are underrated Darwin Thompson I think Daryl Williams is serviceable he's not Damian Williams but like he's fine like they still they still saw time last year and i think kansas city just really likes doing running back by committee so yeah i wouldn't tout him as like a top 10 running back especially as a rookie like that but like i think he'll be good it's just i don't think he's top top 10 top 12 i there's a there's quite a few guys that would take over him like i would i would i'd take Josh jacobs over him for sure yeah before i respond to that i just want everyone to see i just want to say thank you to everyone who put up who's putting up with keaton's Every once in a while, he breaks up really bad, but like it's he's fine now. Like it's like oh. I think it's happened like two or three times, or he breaks up for a minute, and then it's just like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, sorry, I'm not in the same room. I'm in a different room. My internet sucks. I'm getting a new internet, uh, but I'm not hardwired right now, so that's why it's happening. But it's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, um, no, nah, it's cool. I don't even think uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be the best rookie this year. And for my Dude, money, that's bold. for my money. I have. I don't. Taylor. I think he's gonna be number three. I. I would. I got Taylor and Dobbins both above him. Oh, I don't have Dobbins. Oh, Dobbins have, is gonna be the starting running back. Yeah, but I think Ingram will play a lot. I don't care. J.K. Dobbins Swift. is gonna. I, I mean, could see so Swift even him, him too. 
I, I, Edwards Hilaire might be the fourth. To uh, me, I I wouldn't go that far. I but think I, I like it. I like the boldness. listen. The Raven the Ravens run the ball damn near every play. J.K. Dobbins is already fighting for the for the number one uh, place on the depth chart. Jonathan Taylor, I just think is going to be a stud. That was my that was my number one running back coming out of the draft. I love Jonathan Taylor, and they, with the Colts, Colts don't have a running back, so it's basically going to be him. And then, like you said, oh, uh, Max okay, he's okay, he's okay. <laughs> and then fucking Hines, he's okay. No, he's not good. Dude, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I want to say something about Naheem Hines. Apparently, they have so. Um, Frank Reich and all of those guys, their OC, I forget the OC's name. They were all there in San Diego when Rivers had like Darren Sproles and Antonio Gates and those guys. And they have just told Naheem Hines to go watch Darren Sproles on tape because that's what he's going to do this year for them. So okay, that would be crazy. A deep, a deep sleeper for a PPR league, Naheem Hines is your, is your guy. That's true. It, it could happen. We don't know. He's so but, fast too. He is like stupid fast. But I just think I just think Jonathan Taylor is a fucking monster. Oh yeah, me too. I love so, the Taylor pick. So um, I, I'm about Jonathan Taylor. But yeah, so I, I maybe I'm biased, but with for J.K. But I just I see it, man. I just Ravens offense plus J.K. Dobbins explosive just playmakingness. I yeah. just I don't know, man. I don't know if you can overlook it. And then yeah. I just. I don't know. I mean, Edwards Alaire, yes, okay, he give him some respect. He was the first running back taken. He is in the Chiefs offense, but I just don't see it. I think, I mean, like I said, I think he'll be like uh, borderline RB1, like, you know, like RB12 to 17, something like that. But mm-hmm. I am not like, okay, so let's go through the cuts rankings real quick. Okay. So... They had McCaffrey at one, which is fine, obviously. Easy. Saquon two, Zeke three, fine. Kamara four, fine. Dalvin Cook five. I'm okay with because I had him at five too. Whatever. Derrick Henry six. I think um, it's too high for Derrick, but I get it. Respect his name. Edwards Alaire at seven. Too I high. Think that's too Way high. Too high. Aaron Jones at eight. Too fucking uh, low. <laughs> Miles Sanders at nine. Too fucking Josh high. Jacobs at ten. Too high. Todd Gurley. Wait, at I don't, I don't see that man. Like, I just don't Chubb see at 12. it. Chubb, like I can understand Chubb down there. Like, the more I think about it, and the more like the reasoning, I I, I can see him slipping that far. But I just, I think I think Chubb's more like in the eight to twelve range personally this year. You know, you could talk me into Gurley. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could. It's it's but possible take, if he's not comes the back, eleventh running back. I would take no. I, guess. I don't know. I I think he's he will be taken that high just based off his name. And like the potential, but I don't think he's going to finish that high. See, I'm the other way. I wouldn't take. Well, I, I'm not thinking. I'm not saying you would take him right. as the RB11. I wouldn't take him as the RB11, but I think he could finish there. I guess. I, I get what you're saying. Like, like you're risky. Wouldn't, you wouldn't take too him in the risky. draft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying. I, I'm saying like in drafts, I think he will go that yeah, high he just based will. off of yeah. name. Yeah. I. It's just a lot of this really scares me, partially because of the COVID offseason. Yeah. Like he's already been there's there's rumors in camp that he's already been nicked up a little bit, and like that's you know you don't want that you don't want that if you're Todd Gurley, yeah, especially um, with Todd Gurley. It's just like you could he's from Georgia, like he's a Falcons guy, like 
the, that offense is going to be pretty dynamic and like, they don't really have anyone behind him. So I could see like, if he's there, like the sixth round, I might take him, but uh, I wouldn't put there are a lot of guys that would take over him in the draft. Yeah. That's, that's where I sit too. But I mean, you, you, if you're in a draft full of smart people, you could get him in the in deep, deep round. Well, maybe not deep because running backs go pretty quick, but you could probably get him a third round, third, fourth round. I really like your David Johnson pick, though. Damn right. Um, David, I'm gonna I'm gonna have the first pick in the draft and just be like David Johnson. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, a guy I like kind of late. If I had to throw a sleeper out there, would be Cam Akers, who's another rookie. Um, I would throw Jonathan Taylor up. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Taylor's like and talks about a little bit more though. Um, Akers is a guy we loved coming out. And they don't have Todd Gurley anymore, so it's just him and Daryl Henderson, who I don't really think is going to um, impact them that much. But Akers legitimately played – it in college, it was like Akers played with a bunch of like middle schoolers against high school teams, and he still produced. So he's like one of the most talented running backs for sure coming out of the draft. It's just like the system was not built for him, and I think he's going to be the main guy for the Rams. So I could see him finishing a lot higher than where he goes in drafts. But – there are a lot of guys I would avoid later on. Like I don't want anyone from San Francisco and I don't want anyone from New England because they're all gonna play a bunch of running backs. Gotcha. Understood. Okay, yeah, well just a one more quick update. Uh Luca did go back into the game, but oh, they okay. ended up losing only by eight though, so they made a slight comeback. So they met, they lost by eight. Uh Luca came back, but uh not quite. But so Clippers are up two two one. Uh hey, it's still anyone's series. Yeah. So we're going to round it up here with everyone's favorite segment, Shower Thoughts with old Jeeves Wyman. All righty. So my shower thought of the night is don't let Isaac draft David Johnson in fantasy. No, what the? Seriously. Um, technically, the mailman has never gotten in the house. So as far as the dog knows, his barking is working. My dogs are the protectors of this house. Roscoe protects this house. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Think of us in the tub tonight. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I don't know. Just, just, just love us. Love us. Hold us. Never leave us. Love me. Later. <laughs>